Brandon Chalmers. Welcome to the best podcast in the world. <laughs> we are the best in the I don't know. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. I mean, we talked about it personally, but I <laughs> oh, wanted to bring okay. it up. This, this I wanted is to your segue. Okay. Yeah, this is my segue. It's a terrible this is your segue. segue. Okay. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Chalmers, please, please. We are not a wrestling podcast, but we are wrestling adjacent in that we have uh, a morbid interest in the goings on with various wrestling promotions. Okay. Brandon Chalmers, please to inform us about uh, uh, what, 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 ha, ha, what ha, happened. I'll I'll get to that, but I'm not going to do that before we kick this thing off. Okay. For those of you in the know, it's clobbering time. That's right, baby. Somebody fire up the living color because this is the fucking do a cast part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Now, my name is Brandon Chalmers, and my co-host with the mo-host, the biggest cock I have ever seen. (laughs) Man can't wear shorts. It drags on his ankles. He's been spotted as Bigfoot because of the little ditch that runs along his footpath. He is (laughs) Jamie, angry Zen master Noguchi. And he's just decidingly doing a jam out right now. What is what is even happening? You know, I I don't know. I don't. People know can't riff. hear that. You know that. Uh, yeah, right? I like, thought I knew the riff. I don't know the riff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, goodness! Well, Brandon, Brandon, anyway, Brandon. so we are part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Now, when I say Hard Knock Media, I mean NOC is in Nerds of Color. You should check out all of the other archival footage because the podcast <laughs> is standing in solidarity. Those of those of the podcast network that benefit from the WGA and from the SAG after strike, uh, they are standing in solidarity. We do neither. Um, we also, <laughs> uh, I welcome the dozens and dozens of the fucking do a cast family for joining us once again. Now, um, now the business is out of the way. <laughs> Jamie Noguchi, what you're talking about is a one Phil Brooks, a Chicago-made punk, a chick magnet Phil, if you will. Uh, Pe- depending Pepsi on Phil? Pepsi, Pepsi Phil? Phil, Pepsi Phil. Uh, so you you want to talk about how CM Punk fucked around and found out? Oh yes, oh yes. Okay. It, so it, I I had not been paying attention to the punk goings ons. <laughs> I know he was back in the AEW. Yes. After yes. a after a stint with the UFCs. After well, his yeah. W's, WF's, E's, Gons's and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I heard he was back on the thing. Yep. Good for him. Yeah. Finding yep. a finding a place to land after a not so great uh, stint in the US. I was going to say, if, if he I'm, did it, but he, he did the thing. He tried very hard. He fucked yeah. around and once again found out that he did find wrestling out. and MMA are not the same thing and that you he, are not nearly as capable as fighting someone in their early 20s who has been doing this since they were knee high to the ground. Yeah. Um, I, I watched that documentary and I noticed it ended before the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I watched the fight and it was not good. Like, <laughs> Phil tried, like, to his credit. I, I, because. I, I will not pretend that I am a UFC fighter. I'm not pretending oh, no. that I can yeah. beat up Pepsi Phil or anything else like oh, that. We would get our asses handed I, to mm, us. I would fucking love to try. Like if he's <laughs> willing to get up, give up the weight advantage, advantage that I have, <laughs> I, I will easily go 12 rounds with a good old Pepsi Phil, especially for charity, the charity of their choice. I'm super <laughs> good with it. Pepsi Phil, hit me up. I'm glad to throw down with you. 
five ten and a half, two hundred and fifty pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. I am fucking ready to throw down like Roy Big Country Nelson. I'm gonna come in fucking rubbing my tummy and shit like that. It's gonna be fucking good. I'm gonna get a Burger King sponsorship. It's gonna be goddamn great. I'm gonna be sponsored by Wendy's and the Baconator. It'll be a question of whether or not I'll make it to the fight or make it out of the fight. I'll be the the little guy on the side yelling in Scottish like in the Highland games. Yo, yeah, yeah. put it over there. No. You, oh my god, if you could be my Burgess Meredith, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> it's over, Brad. It's over. You got to hit him in the tat, Brandon. Yeah. You got to eat lightning and shit thunder. <laughs> Bolts of lightning from his eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in quoting <laughs> racist ass Mel Gibson <laughs> in the made up mockumentary that is Braveheart. <laughs> I am William Wallace. <laughs> oh um, man. Yeah. So, right, so my so, Scottish so, brother, what, what so had occurred? I, so what I'm trying to figure out is where do you want to pick up at? Are you trying to give everyone? back context for what has happened since a one Pepsi Phil has joined AEW and is now recently been released. Cause we talked about brawl out, you know, all out the, the fallout afterward, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the fight, the, you know, uh, making sure that uh, CM Punk's dog, Larry was totally safe. Thanks to Kenny Omega. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yeah, we, we talked about the, the bucks fight yes. a little bit. We yes. talked about that first one. I from that one to this one, I don't know what occurred. Like I oh, don't know if there okay. was like a storyline that so, went along with this. Or so if there this was, was just I hate your ass. No, know. so here is and I need a see. I need a full catch up. Okay, so catch-up. this is going to be me trying to go off of memory with no prompting whatsoever. So bear with me if I end up missing anything. Yes, if you don't prepare, do, I spring this in, shit on Brandon last yep, minute, and that's okay. I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on everything. So. All out, brawl out, what have you happens. If you haven't heard about it, fucking Google it. But basically, after a match, there was a goddamn Dunnybrook in in the locker room that ended in a fist fight and someone getting bit and someone trying to save CM Punk's dog and end up getting bit for it. And (laughs) so essentially what happened is there was legal things that needed to be sorted out between the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega... And CM Punk and Ace Steel. Um, that essentially the way that it ended is everyone comes back to work, but everybody stays separate. So much so that when AEW announced their Saturday show, Collision, they basically more or less made it clear. And this is, to my understanding, not a written rule, but just kind of an understood rule that. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, who are executive vice presidents of AEW, they have serious fucking sway in the place. Yeah. Um, are to stay on Dynamite and their Friday show Rampage, and that oh. CM Punk and his like are like if you're standing with CM Punk, you can go over to collision. And quite a few people did. Your 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 Miros, your uh, your Alistair Blacks, your like like uh, Quite a few big names. Wow. Um, yeah. Went so over they, to so collision. They did a company split. They, like, they more or less did like a company Smackdown split. Smackdown and Raw, but like for real. Right, right. And I think the idea was basically 
Punk was going to have the, the way Punk had worded and the way it had been understood from locker room reports is essentially that Punk was going to handle a lot of the creative ish of Collision and also be a locker room leader. And the idea is that Collision was going to be more of a hard nose, like fists, not flips kind of, you know, full FTR sort of hard nose wrestling program. And Dynamite would have a lot of the flashy and the fun stuff and whatever it is. And they could both work in the same sphere at the pay-per-views, but week to week, Punk was going to have his show, yada, yada, yada. So, Oh, my God. They they gave him that much power. Yeah. Tony Khan made the mistake, I think. And this is me. Uh, <clears throat> let me make sure I clear this up just in case because wrestling fans are fucking dumb. The voices and views that come out of my mouth for the next, I don't know, 48 to 67 <laughs> minutes uh, are that strictly of Brandon Chalmers and do not necessarily reflect the, the views of the fucking Duocast nor the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. You want to troll me, you want to disagree with me, feel free to hit me up on, on Insta or email or whatever it is. I'm happy to argue with you. No I mean, I feel I feel like this would stand for the podcast, but not the network. Like, yeah. Whatever it is, I want to make it very clear that my statements about what is going on through this don't necessarily reflect you. You may disagree with me about this. Wrestling fans get fucking weird about shit, and I want to make sure that everyone understands <laughs> that I am speaking solely for myself, because <laughs> we've never had anybody get fucking all up in arms about it, to my understanding, but yeah. CM Punk gets that out of people. It gets Ooh. fucking serious. Ooh. Yeah. The comment oh. section in a lot of places, and especially fucking Twitter, the wasteland that it is, shit gets out of goddamn hand. Now, man, that, <clears throat> that much power. Yes. That much power. So, speaking of that much power, there was incidents where quite a few wrestlers who had been on the Being the Elite YouTube show that the Young Bucks do weekly ended up getting thrown off of collision, allegedly, speculatively, by CM Punk himself. Th these people also include the head of talent relations, the person who broke up the fight between the Young Bucks, CM Punk, and um, fuck, oh, I'm trying to remember the fucking Ace Steel, uh, CM Punk's buddy and uh, mouthpiece. Uh, and the puppy. And the puppy, yes. Uh, again, allegedly, and to, know, to my understanding, no one's argued this, that Kenny Omega scooped up CM Punk's puppy Larry Aww. and was trying to protect him, and that's what got him bit by... Uh, Aww. But, Aww. Right, Aww, Kenny. Larry is perfectly safe. Everything is good. Larry is still a goddamn gem. I adore Larry. That being said, um, <laughs> CM Punk literally threw the head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels, off of the show, which means that if you were close to the Bucks... Even regardless of your backstage title, because Daniels hasn't wrestled in, I don't know, eight, nine months. Like, he's, he doesn't really wrestle anymore. He just kind of handles the talent backstage. Mm -hmm. That dude got politicked off of Collision, the Saturday show. Jesus Christ. That's how much power Punk had. Yo. So, now, bear in mind that Collision was doing well to my understanding in every review that I had heard of the collision shows while punk was quote unquote in charge uh, had been getting relatively positive responses and that CM Punk really knew what he was doing. And that makes a lot of sense, but also that he was a politic and some bitch who liked to get people thrown off of shows. And basically if you didn't agree with CM Punk, you fucked right off. Um, okay. Like I, okay. I, I'm not a pro wrestler. 
I don't know if Punk was right. I don't know if Punk was wrong. I, I know that it doesn't look good when you're getting people thrown off of the show because they disagree with you. Yeah. You you end up looking to a lot of people and I think the public at large like an egomaniac. Little little petty. Just a little, little small. Little, little bit, small. Little, little bit, petty. Little bit. Little little, little bit. on your sleeve. So <clears throat> as tensions were brewing. <clears throat> Jungle Boy Jack Perry, son of 90210 star uh, the late Luke Perry, uh, had been part of what were called AEW's pillars. When AEW started, basically Tony Khan said, these are the people who were going to build the franchise around. Some of them being like Darby Allin, Sammy Guevara, MJF, the current champion. And essentially he said, like, these are the, the up and coming stars and we are going to do like keep an eye on these people. And Jungle Boy was one of them. Because he, I think he looked good. He had name recognition because of of Luke Perry. Uh, TNT immediately picked up on him when AEW was first getting their TV deal uh, on, I think it was TBS at the time. Uh, it was a big deal that like this happened and he was in all of the like promotional things and, and yada, yada, yada. I'm so, a Perry boy. Look at me. And, and to Jack Perry's credit, um, I have enjoyed him now that he has gone heel. I really enjoyed him when he was part of Jurassic Express. Um, <laughs> That's a great name. I, well, yeah, because it was it was him and Luchasaurus, and I'm trying to remember the the other guy. Yeah. Luchasaurus is fucking great. Yeah, and like um, these the, names the, are ten out of ten. Fucking yes. Anyway, so Jungle Boy eventually has to make a heel turn because he's not getting. You okay? That was a loud. Sorry, I don't know yeah. if you heard that, but no, I did. Loud it's, outside. It's, yeah. Anyway, uh, somebody's starting a boat out front of your house. Yeah, apparently, Jesus, they need to tune that Harley <laughs> down. Anyway, so Jack Perry makes a heel turn. Luchasaurus had already bailed on him. He had been on his own. He, you know, he did the eventual like, "I'm tired of getting beat up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mah. does the normal thing and like, okay, cool, good, like. Characters do, need do to the make heel that, shit. Yeah. Right. Characters need to make a shift from time to time. This is a natural progression in pro wrestling. I'm super here for all of this. I wish I wish Jack Perry all the best in his heeldom. Fucking kick ass. So he's doing matches with Hook, which I don't know if you're familiar with Hook. He's an indie darling. He's Taz's son. Aww. And he's got gigantic anime hair and loves to not really cut promos and just eat chips in front of the camera. And like they paired him with Danhausen for a while, so they were team of Hookhausen. <laughs> and like they were fucking great. <laughs> Hook is great. Like he's a lot of fun. He, he sounds amazing. I'm, yeah, I'm here Hook, for Hook has figured out how to really build a character without having a whole lot of catchphrases and just kind of having a look. Eating and, chips on on camera. Well, Yo, that was that was the whole on. idea. Is like. At, at one point on an episode of like being the elite, Danhausen was trying to allure Hook into teaming with him by gifting him bags of potato chips. So like yes. he left like a trail of potato chip bags to Danhausen, <laughs> and then Danhausen tried to talk him into it, and he's like, and then walks away, and then. <laughs> Danhausen ends up getting double teamed and Hook comes out and saves the day for him. And it turns out Danhausen's bribery ended up working for a bit. Yes. And like, it's, it's just a lot of fucking fun. That's See, that is that is the essence of sports entertainment yeah, right there. Yeah, that it, is that is why people tune in. That's that, what we love about right, it. Right, right. So anyway, so Jack Perry was 
taking on Hook for Taz's old championship, the FTW championship. Um, and supposedly, Jack Perry wanted to do a bit involving real glass. Ooh. Now, for those of you who are not in the wrestling know, <clears throat> they work, most wrestlers will work very similarly to stuntmen. They are not trying to get themselves genuinely hurt. Yeah. And in history, there's only been a few people who have worked with the real glass, namely Goldberg, who decided that he wanted to punch a window or, or a like car window or something like that and ended up causing a giant laceration to his arm like right before a major match and ended up having a whole fucking problem. Well, yeah, well, like, well, well, yeah, well. Right, he bought yeah. into that hype, didn't he? I, I'm not sure if he bought into that hype or cocaine's a hell of a drug, but either way, like he was it, not forged in it, fire. Yeah, it, it was. It was <laughs> not. It's not smart to punch a real glass piece. Shards go everywhere. Things Yuh-huh. get cut. Yuh-huh. By no fault of your own. Even even the even the safety shatter even glass. the safety shatter glass that right stuff, like it, right, it gets it's, small it's, and sharp. It's fucking stupid, right? Yeah. Now, so. Jack Perry said that he wanted to do this. CM Punk told him he was a fucking idiot and there was no way he was going to do it. Jack Perry insisted that he was going to do it. (laughs) There's a lot of back and forth. Jack Perry apparently loses this argument, but Jack Perry heading out to the show at Wembley Stadium in front of 81,000 people walks out from the back to his music or sorry, lack thereof, because I think he's going out with no music, looks right into the camera and goes real glass, baby. I'm paraphrasing, but basically he's like, I'm going to use real glass. What are you going to do about it? Looking to get heat from people who are in the know, hoping that fans at home will start tweeting at him or Facebook yeah, messaging yeah, yeah. and be like, and basically rile up the CM Punk stands because it makes sense. You've already got natural heat, known heat against CM Punk. What's it hurt to go out there and go poke the bear a little bit? To my understanding, he did not clear this with CM Punk first. He went out, he had his match, he came back, and CM Punk met him at Gorilla and was basically like, do you have a fucking problem? Whoa. And there was a verbal altercation, and I believe it, it went to, it started, I believe, with shoving, then su- allegedly CM Punk sucker punched Jack Perry, then put him in a chokehold, Um And this was all in front of Tony Khan. Tony Khan allegedly, quote unquote, feared for his life. Um, Punk had been mouthing off beforehand about how he fucking hated this place. And, you know, uh, like Punk had definitely been grumbling like a shitty teenager who definitely had it way better than they thought they had it. Your your increase, your creative control of a whole fucking show. Yeah, I. it's a sub brand of uh, this big fucking uh, allegedly not officially but all accounts point to dude had a real fucking say in what ended up on tv let's say that much yeah now because of this punk goes out does his match punk comes back in that time or sometime slightly after Jack Perry is either asked to leave the building or encouraged to leave the building, he leaves punk. The same conversation essentially happens and everyone kind of goes their separate ways. Punk also for context was fired up and supposedly pissed off because no one punk ended up leaving a day behind everyone else. So he ended up at Heathrow 
by himself and apparently no one had gotten a car to come pick him up and supposedly he got lost on the London tube. Right. And reports after that have stated that supposedly the official statement from AEW to the talent was that we can schedule something if you personally request it. Otherwise, you find your way to the stadium. Wembley's a pretty big place. We'll reimburse you for any travel costs that you yeah, have incurring. Yeah, I figure... I- you I could figured. take a cat. You, I assume you could probably catch a black cab yeah. from London, take it to Get me to the thing to Wembley, and yeah. be able to do that, and everything you're, would be perfectly fine. You're a CM motherfucking punk. But apparently, you he decided can to call take, any cab and per- say, "You take me there," and they'll say, "All right, mate." Bam. I, I, allegedly, my understanding is that. He was pissed off about not being picked up. He got lost on the tube. A bunch of fans who were very kind helped him get to the stadium. Everything was a wash in the end, but CM Punk had to deal with the unwashed British masses and apparently was real fucking chapped about it. So he he showed up to Wembley pissed off to start with. Um, Right. I I know. And like, I, I give this context because we have all done this where we let stupid things sidetrack are what we're really upset about or compound something that we're really upset about or light a fuse. And then something else end up being the, the straw that, you know, really fucking just broke everything wide open. I, I can understand yes, the idea of yes, but punk we, being mad. We are not making punk money. No, we are not. The other thing. And the <laughs> thing that I think really causes a problem is if you do this in a stadium in Peoria, you're not on camera backstage. If you do this at the Coliseum, you're still probably not on camera backstage. But <laughs> Wembley Stadium has oh, a fucking yeah. ton of cameras, oh, as yeah. does most of my understanding of Britain. They're uh-huh. a real camera happy group of motherfuckers. Uh huh. And that, that's what- included in every every show. Every cop show that takes place in Britain, right. check the CCTV. Like, it's God the damn first it. thing they say. I find it incredibly hard to believe that CM Punk has not watched yet one episode of Luther, Luther to fucking know better. Luther, like, he says, check the CCTV. Right. And he checks it and he's like, it's not right. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Like, could, has he not heard Idris Abel go, oi, check the camera. And like, it's not right. once, not once. Not what Gerald see Gerald see, and it's on Netflix, so you know he can get it. Thank you. Look, come on. The, so come on. Ah. The whole thing, to my understanding, the footage has not been released, but it was reviewed. Oh boy, by the legal team and CM Punk, in turn, was quote fired for cause. Yikes. Uh, Tony Khan made it very clear that the decision was his and his alone. He came out on, I believe it was Dynamite, the Wednesday after uh, CM Punk had been fired and had a taped response to everything. The crowd booed him something fierce. I I bet. (laughs) Yeah, um, because I I think the the next show was right outside of Chicago. (laughs) Now, mind you, CM Punk was supposed to headline the next pay-per-view because the next pay-per-view, all in... In Wembley leads to all out in Chicago a oh, week later. Gee. Oh my god. So CM Punk is supposed to be oh, fighting no. for the title. Oh no. And gets oh, fired no. in between the two pay-per-views. Oh, oh no. Right. And Tony Khan's just left with like, 
Yeah, I'm I fired sorry. him. Like, yeah. fuck you want me to do? Like, I, and the consensus around most of the internet that I have been a part of is, <sighs> yeah, CM Punk's an asshole. He deserved to be fired. I'm going to miss CM Punk. He deserved to be fired. And yeah. he fucked around and found out. <laughs> well, it is the thing is like, I, I, I find myself very fucking <sighs> CM Punk's the only wrestler who had openly after shows supported trans rights and talked about support and help for trans kids getting support and treatment that they needed and mm-hmm. had his own CM Punk shirt that had the flag on it and donated all, I think a portion or all of the proceeds to, I believe it was the Trevor project or some other yeah, charity. Awesome. Like he was doing genuinely good work. Yeah. But he couldn't fucking get out of his own way because he's no. an asshole. about everything else (laughs) and it's such a difficult thing to be like i fucking like that cm punk why does he have to be such a dickhead about everything else like fuck phil could you not get your life together yeah like come on man i it's it seems so it seems so easy not to let that blow up in your face because like if you don't want the kid to work with glass you put some glass you you the audience doesn't need to know it's not real. You, like, you, come on. Right, but the problem is that Jack Perry was openly telling the dirt sheets this, and it was leaking out, and Punk has his own camp. Punk politic to get the guy who bits uh, Kenny Omega be- rehired, but he could only work from home. He couldn't actually show up to any of the events. <laughs> so, like, Punk was politicking on the back end. Yeah. Pushing certain people and forcing Tony Khan to hire people he didn't want to hire. Because initially he had fired a seal for the incident, and then Punk managed to magically get him rehired for a remote position as a producer and writer. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if if he had that juice, he could have had the juice to to make it seem like it was... They could have figured the glass shit out. He should have. I'm saying, right? But I think I am again armchair quarterbacking here, and this is my perspective. I think Punk was under the impression that he earned his role, and that Jack Perry needed to fall in line. And Punk came up in a time when you know Taker ran Wrestlers Court for as silly as it was. Yeah, I, I don't think he he believed he needed to be questioned about this sort of thing. And I, to his credit. I do think Jack Perry's stance on that was fucking stupid. And I agree. CM Punk was right about that thing. But how CM Punk handled himself backstage is not acceptable in this era. More guys play video games than they drink anymore. It's not the same fucking locker room. Like, it doesn't work that way. And that's just a reality of it. Well, how how would Taker have handled that? He would have just, like, Um, picked up the fucker and said no. I, I think it would have been not a conversation, and if he pushed it harder, I think the match would have gotten moved to Raw. Ooh. <laughs> if, I, if I had to take a guess, yeah, I think I think he would have been reminded by Vince. Now, this is the thing. I don't think Vince would have let it get that far either. No, of course not. And I think if it would have been a real thing, Taker would have had it kicked off Raw and then sent him out to take on, like, Bob Holly or something like that, and Bob Holly would have turned that poor kid's chest into a fucking hamburger. Yeah. That that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're if you're a politics guy, you could have politic the shit out of that because because right. because the Perry kid, he's an up and comer. He's not. He wasn't headlining. No, no, he was literally doing. I think it was the opening match of the show. 
Yeah, come on. You can you can fucking you could fucking deal with this kid. Yeah, but CM Punk can't help but take the bait. Like if there's anything Ugh. I've learned is that dude loves to fucking get triggered and yeah. he loves to cry about it on top of everything else. He is every bit the fucking politicking Facebook warrior that we all know who acts like they're tough and then takes every bit of bait put in front of them and then can't seem to figure out why you don't agree with them about fucking everything. Man. We all know this person or multiples of them in, in considering the social circle. And we all deal with them in varying degrees and we blow them off in varying degrees. And some yeah. of us get a little unpopular for calling them on certain things. But like you learn not to fucking punch that person in the face because I don't want everyone else in my social circle to think I'm a fucking monster because yeah. I think this person doesn't live on the fucking planet Earth. Yeah, I. I, I like I think, not that I yeah. don't think they deserve a slap in the mouth. They do. Yeah. And Jack yeah. Perry deserved to get fucking slapped in the mouth and told shut the fuck up when grown folks are talking. Yeah, you're exactly. an idiot. You're going to injure yourself or more importantly, somebody else you're in the ring with because you decide you want to be a tough guy. And this is the stupid fucking hill you're going to die on. They, like, they could have they could like punk could have done worse than than like sucker punched him. You could have buried him. Like fucking buried. Right, but him. this is the this is the problem is once you've got I think Punk was under the impression that he had already had people kicked off the show. He was already burying people. Yeah. He, I think this dude came back, took a public swing at CM Punk for and those of us who were in the know, when we saw it, we went, ooh. And I think CM Punk wouldn't let that go because I think he saw it and he had the same reaction. And imagine if we got essentially called a bitch in front of the entirety of the TV audience for a pay-per-view. Let's assume it's a hundred thousand people conservatively. Yeah. I assume it's probably way more than that, but let's assume a hundred thousand people heard you walk out and go, Jamie Noguchi's a bitch ass piece of shit who isn't going to do nothing. And I'm going to do whatever I please. And when I come back, he's going to fucking know he ain't a piece of shit and walked into the ring. Like he didn't matter. And you, a reasoned professional who gets paid to beat people up for a living, <laughs> who got fucking publicly shamed for the poor showing he did in UFC, and who has politicked his way to the top of this fucking card, are you going to let this greener than goose shit fucking Luke Perry wannabe yeah. take a pot shot at you unchecked? Yeah. And yeah. that's, I think, why he immediately challenged him when he walked back. And that's when Punk lost his cool. When keeping it real goes Real-ed wrong. Goes wrong, right? It's exactly <laughs> that. It's yeah. exactly it's that. Exactly that. Like, it just, Punk tried See, to keep it real and it went wrong. I, I would have, and I can say this because I'm me and I'm not Punk, but like, if I was making that kind of money, I would have eaten that shit. And I would have made sure that the rest of his career in my presence was miserable. You, you wouldn't be in the position that Punk is in because Punk made a name of doing exactly that kind of shit. This is the yeah, problem. Yeah, that's true. They that's hired true. him. He he went out and did the pipe. They hired promo. him to be that. They hired him to be. When you hire a like when you 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 if you buy a guard dog, <laughs> don't expect that dog to nap with you. Yes. Yes, they are wired them, yeah. a certain way yeah, they're and they are very good and you can appreciate them and you can give them ribeye steaks for dinner and they can most likely not turn on you. But nine times out of ten, whatever 
trained them to be the mindless protective machine that they are that tells everybody else, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Is good chance that if you get froggy with them and joke around and maybe goose their butt, you might get your hand bit. <laughs> yeah. And due respect, that shit's on you. Yeah. Like, know what you hired. And they hired they, CM Punk. And they knew exactly that. that they knew then, that. Right. And then didn't give him any guardrails. There was yeah. no one to challenge him. And Ooh. God love Tony Khan. But, like, for <sighs> prime example why I love Tony Khan. He chartered a private jet so this way all of the people who were at Dynamite could fly on Wednesday from the show to Bray Wyatt's funeral to be able to attend the service. Oh. Covered the fucking thing. Oh. That's a genuinely good dude. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's a genuinely good dude who understands that wrestling is more than just performing. It's camaraderie. And all these people know each other. Yeah. From one way or the other, they're all connected one way or the other. And the idea that Tony Khan goes, hey, you lost your friend, and I'm incredibly sad about that, and you should be able to go mourn your friend. We'll yep. we'll do a show. Don't worry about a thing. Go mourn your friend. I got yep. you. That's and if anything, how much loyalty does that create to Tony? Oh, of course. Of course. Like, I just, I, it's something Vince would never do. Yeah. It's, and, it's a cross brand. You don't have to do that. It's Marvel. It's DC. And, you don't and, have to do that, but you, you don't do. have to do that. Right. But like, it, this is the thing is that same guy. I don't know if he has established himself as an authority figure strong enough to tell CM Punk to sit the fuck down when grown folks are talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of did. Well, no, he fired him. He fired him. Yeah. Th that's a difference. Yeah. Somebody, somebody else would have nipped that in the bud before that happened. That's yeah. I guess somebody that's else true. would have pulled him aside and pulled Jack aside and went, you point to Jack and go, knock it off with the glass. Should I hear another, yeah. I hear another thing. You're not going to be on TV for six months and we'll decide whether or not we want to ride your contract out. Look at Punk yeah. and go, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> if I hear so much as anything. And here's the funny thing. Apparently the young bucks were willing to meet with Punk so long as he went six months without an incident. Whoops. <laughs> and like, and that's Oops. the thing is I think somebody needed to tell punk, look, you are very talented and very good. And arguably maybe you are the best in the world, but I will the fucking best in the world. I will put your bitch ass on the Chicago bread line. If you step out of line to me one more fucking time and make me look like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Bitch. Do you understand? I run the Jacksonville Jaguars. I run a goddamn football club and I am the, the beginning and end. I am fucking alpha and omega of goddamn AEW, and if you cross me, so help me God, I will smite you with a thunderbolt from my gigantic rich cock. Like, <laughs> know this. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't. Because Punk, I think genuinely deep down, is one of those guys that just can't be broken or hasn't met somebody who's willing to break them. I think Punk needed to come up in the 70s, where... Mm -hmm. If he got out of line like that, Terry Funk could drag him out in the ring and beat him 
fucking six ways from Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And every time he got out of line, Terry Funk would fly to whatever fucking territory he was being <laughs> a dick at. Sick his ass. Right, because all of the fucking promoters would know that Terry Funk did it, and yeah. Punk wouldn't know it. He'd be on the bill against an unknown opponent, and they'll they'll pretend like they don't know, and it'll be the Terry main event. And right, and like whether right, and if fucking they're in Puerto Rico or Tokyo or Russia or fucking Des Moines, Iowa. Terry Funk is going to come out the other side of that curtain, fucking raspy voice and all, and beat this dude 10 ways from fucking Sunday. Like, bell or no bell. bell, Fucking bell to bell. Beat him with the bell. Like, it just... Because this is... Bong on his head. Why do you think nobody got out of line in the back back when uh, Andre was around? Yeah. Yep. He would change the card and yep. drag a guy out to the ring and beat on him until he decided the match was over. Yep. Is it right? I don't know. But what I know is, is if you're not smart enough to keep Andre happy, you probably shouldn't be in a business that involves politics. Yeah. Like you just you cannot tell me that you're that dumb. Well, so the the question is now where does he go? Because I don't fucking hopefully home. He's burned all the bridges on the WWE. Mm, no, to my understanding, the only real downside on that, like I think remember that WWE is the land of never say never, but true. They, they just literally signed the paperwork to uh, bind with UFC today. So they are officially under the TKO management. Oh, okay. Um, I, I heard this speculatively on another podcast. Um, and also heard it on uh, the Roughhouse podcast uh, uh, from friend Marty Day and uh, his co-host Christoph. Uh, Marty suggested, and I agree with him, that there's a good chance that in every corporate merger, layoffs happen. And a oh, yeah. bunch of people are probably going to lose their jobs come Friday, if not sooner. And yeah. that may include talent. Um, and to my understanding, a lot of people have not been happy about the deals they've been floated. That's why Edge left. He got offered a deal and he turned the money down because apparently it wasn't enough to get him to stay. So in theory, Tony Khan could end up having his pick and choose provided he's willing to open the purse strings. And he's made it very clear. He's willing to open the purse strings like so there's a good chance we could end up seeing Edge do another run with Christian oh my for a fun god. retirement run. Right. Oh my right. god. Right. And and could when is that pay-per-view, Brandon? <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> let me know when that one happens. I I, I I'm bringing I Hazel. Really, She's gonna witness greatness. <laughs> I just really hope that Edge, if he does go to AEW, I'm trying to remember the name and I think I got it right. The a name that he was trying to push when he was in the Indies and no one would let him do it was Sexton Hardcastle oh. because I want him to wrestle oh. as that <laughs> so much. So good. So good. <laughs> um, yeah. So I like, I, I think CM Punk will end up somewhere. I think he may end up back in AEW at some point along the way. He may go to Impact and decide to just run rough shot over that. I have no fucking idea. Like, here's the thing. The guy's a noted commodity. If yes. he's willing to take a serious pay cut, he could go to Impact and just run the whole goddamn thing. And, but and bear people in mind, will go. People will follow. That is very true. But bear in mind that Impact is the same place that has... Uh, I, 
people <laughs> murdered and had like weird sci-fi shit and a fantasy realm and like they <laughs> they killed Eric Young and then reincarnated him and brought him back and then became champion again. So like they're <laughs> they're willing to play fast and loose with a lot of dumb shit over there. And I appreciate that about them. I really do. Like that's we Wait, all is that where the that whole brother Nero shit was happening? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That that's the yeah. best idea. Yes, yes. Yeah. Broken Matt Hardy was allowed to become Broken Matt Hardy in Impact, and that gives you all of the information you need to know about one of two things: how much they're willing to dive into silly shit because it may actually have some gold at the bottom of that mine. Oh, yeah. And oh, two, yeah. how much creative control that a known commodity wrestler can have oh, to try God. and push the narrative. Like, Oh my God. I, that's, right. Like that's, that could be amazing. It could be amazing. Or we could find out that CM Punk is a mega maniacal asshole who deserved to get fired and isn't actually all that creative. And he was only that good because he was only there for a couple weeks or a hot cup of coffee or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And by comparison to what was on Dynamite, looked different. Not better, just different. So I don't know. I don't know. But <sighs> yeah, so now, now I want Christian and Edge on on. Uh... <laughs> AEW, right? That that got me interested, right? That's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Like, so I don't know. Like, we will see how all that breaks down. But yeah, that is uh, the the tale and the ultimate demise of one CM Punk, uh, as I understand it at the moment. Pepsi for uh, supposedly Punk's going to release a statement. Oh. <sighs> Because of I hope course he video. is. I hope it's video. I don't know. Like, here's what I know: it's going to be biased. Of course, it's. He's already had people uh, s apparently approach legal action about a bit that happened on being the elite's YouTube show that had nothing to do with him and never referenced him. <laughs> but apparently, somebody in the camp got butt hurt and decided to threaten legal action. <laughs> that's that's how butthurt CM Punk is right now. If <laughs> I had to take a barometer, like <laughs> you are threatening legal action against a bit on a YouTube show that doesn't mention you. Yeah. It's so funny. And like, so that's, that's your barometer. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure you are playing maybe, with a full deck when it comes to yeah. what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. Maybe, maybe people won't want to play with him for a while. Maybe, maybe he may need to calm, cool off a little bit. I like mean, a year, a year or two. There's there's an argument to be had, Kevin Nash, uh, and this is me getting into fucking like deep podcast dirt sheet shit. So please <laughs> bear in mind that I am way off Big the fucking sexy reservation. Has a podcast, bitch. Please, everybody has a podcast. I Don't mean, you understand how this works? We exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, <laughs> come on. Anyway, so Kevin Nash apparently. Hang on. Uh, Kevin Nash, better known as Big Sexy, Big uh, former Impact World Champion, former WCW World Champion, formerly known as Diesel in the WWF, I believe at the time, maybe WB Cusp, uh, also champion, um, had noted commodity in the wrestling industry and was also the guy who Thomas Jane stabbed in the first Punisher movie accidentally with a real knife and they continued to shoot the scene, which yeah. is why that scene is one of my favorite things in all of film. Yeah. Now, 
He also played the Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah, he was the one in the actual suit. I did not know that. That was yeah. Big Sexy. Yeah, that was all Big oh, Sexy. Wow. Yeah, I believe when he was... Uh, I think that was a transition right after he got signed by WCW being the character Oz. But he was previously, I think, a bouncer in like a Tampa nightclub or something like that. Oh, that because that's where dope. all wrestlers get discovered. Oh, of course. Um, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, oh, okay. So Big Sexy apparently compared CM Punk and his reign and what happened to him to the ultimate warrior. Not to be clear, not in the awful, (sighs) awful political views that the ultimate warrior had, including that gays deserve to die. And that Katrina was the fault of black people and gays. Um, yeah, this is a guy that they WWE decided to model a, an award about courage and strength give and, and give it to children. And yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, Jesus. Um, the reference was more to the tumultuous time he had backstage and also politicking and not being long for the wrestling locker room because they couldn't get out of their own way. Mm, and I see that. I think in that case... Big Sexy's kind of on to something. Yeah, that that kind of fits because that like that war- warrior was all over the fucking place. He was fucking all over the place, right? Like it was awful. Um, so I I think I think he's on to something. Um, so I I don't know. Like take that as you will, but yeah, that's that's, that's that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, Brandon. Uh, besides ringside, where people can people find you? <laughs> Uh, let's see. You can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. And for those of us uh, who are art fight adjacent, I'm not going to spoil anything, but a certain show that might be coming up in the beginning of an October at a certain club that may have a cat as a logo that is in Baltimore, not in DC, ironically, because that's apparently the only place that art fight plays may or may not have your boy on stage involving a microphone potentially and some sort of jacket, not stripes. Now, (laughs) wink, wink, read between the lines, get your tickets now or whenever the fuck they end up showing up. Superartfight.com for all the tickets. Anyway, so find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers, Jamie Noguchi, where can they find you and your only fans account where you just give people a bit of that dick neck <laughs> just a little bit of neck i've i've been thinking of start, so <laughs> starting very, an only fans count no fucking... very very random tangent so oh. <laughs> i i drew my character lance in a thong once for, okay for for uh toku timber right and, and stood in the mirror to make sure you had a good body <laughs> reference and patreon saw that and they're like oh you're an adult account now so now my Patreon is an 18 plus account, which means in theory, I could do a tier where I just draw like, like dirty shit and SFW stuff. And I've been thinking about it. I haven't pulled the trigger, but I've been thinking about uh, doing it. Look, as someone who has shared the stage with you multiple times during Art Fight Unleashed, you have not only... The physical capability of drawing some of the most beautiful yet haunting sexually related creatures and or appendages that I have ever seen. But boy, howdy, should people pay for it because it is diving into a... 
the well that is <laughs> your creative juices when it comes to <laughs> fucked up sexual shit <laughs> is the sort of thing that King Leonidas kicked that dude into in the beginning of 300. It's just fucking bottomless. And like, <laughs> is there a giant tentacled fucking cock monster at the bottom? <laughs> Who knows? But I bet if you're willing to pay Jamie Noguchi a pretty penny, you can fucking find out, my kids. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know how to advertise it but I it's been something I I've been thinking about. I don't know how to advertise about. it. I totally know how to advertise <laughs> it. Yo motherfuckers, look. Have you ever wanted to see the real fucked up shit that you're thinking about but like isn't necessarily illegal but would be like, "Ooh boy, howdy, that's a thing." Hit up your boy Jamie Noguchi because I think <laughs> at a certain tier we can come up with some real fucked up shit. Like I yeah. it, Am I mistaken? Were you part of the one where I remember there was like, there there was Cockthulhu, and then I remember you drew. I think it was like Mothra as a giant vagina. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Right there, there was that, including (laughs) the two little uh, twins that were singing the song to the giant clit. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, you definitely did that. (laughs) And with the TV show coming up about Godzilla, Jamie Noguchi. You're just leaving money on the table, my dude. Yeah. Like the the interest of kaiju nerds and sexually deviant hentai nerds are practically two circles <laughs> atop one another. Like I feel real confident about that. Yeah. Uh I might like if somebody was like, anybody want to see me draw Rodan? Everybody'd be like, yeah. Like anybody want to see me draw Rodan with a giant cock for a head? Be like, yeah. <laughs> Like, it won't be as loud, but it'll be three times as confident. Yeah. <laughs> and those people are willing to spend money on dumb shit. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Blue Sky, Twitter, yep. YouTube. Yep. Just start sending just, Jamie suggestions yeah, for just, what to draw. Yeah. And this will be how it works, Jamie. We'll do a live stream. Like, not safe for work, 18 plus. You'll spin the wheel of butts and... <laughs> We'll flip over an ass and it'll have one of the fan suggestions right on. I will build you one of those goddamn like carnival style, like ticker things or whatever. Like that's going to be the noise that gets everybody at half mast because they're just going to hear that thing click and be like, loins girded. Let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I might, I might. I might. <laughs> I might. <laughs> time to dive deep. Time to <laughs> time to make some money off Patreon. <laughs> I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, yeah, dealing with people in person sucks, Jamie. It's time to start scraping the dregs of humanity. <laughs> Let's find out how many freaks are in this bitch. Yeah, I, dude. Like full <laughs> full disclosure, I genuinely would sell pictures of my feet if I thought anybody was fucking interested, and it could end up getting me on vacation. Like, I'm good with it. Fuck it. <laughs> Uh, all right. Later, y'all. Yeah, anybody...